Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome to this series called Human Intelligence versus Artificial Intelligence. It's under our Curious Corner category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is J-A-E-F.foundation. This is a series to address the elephant in the room. Will artificial intelligence ever equal or surpass human intelligence? In this series, I take time to contextualize some known and unknown facts that whoever is keeping track of the developments in the artificial intelligence space should consider. You see, computers are good and have made our lives easier on so many fronts. However, there seems to be this elephant in the room that if the developments and progress we see showcased in the artificial intelligence world maintain their momentum, that there is coming a day when human-engineered intelligence, that is artificial intelligence, will actually equal or surpass our human intelligence. 
whether you think so or not, I address the elephant in the room from contexts that I believe our so-called AI artificial intelligence experts seem to be ignoring. I believe the best way to address this elephant is on grounds of mind and spiritual consciousness. In this series, I break down two core functionalities or components of an intelligence system. That is mind consciousness and spiritual consciousness. You see, human beings already possess both of these functionalities. Whereas computers, on the other hand, or artificial intelligence or human engineered intelligence, on the other hand, is still scratching the surface of mind consciousness. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to episode nine of Human Intelligence versus Artificial Intelligence. This is a series to address the elephant in the room. Will artificial intelligence ever equal or surpass human intelligence? I try my best to provide the proper context in which we should answer this question. The first ground of this argument should be through the lens of consciousness. And in the last several episodes, I've postulated that our consciousness is twofold. We have mind consciousness and spiritual consciousness. Now, anytime you, you talk about spiritual consciousness, this is a variable that is dismissed in a lot of scientific and in a lot of scientific, uh, quarters, the spiritual consciousness aspect is widely dismissed. But if you look at our human behavior, you can evidently see that the sudden things that step outside of mind consciousness. Now, so far, we've only explored how when we were trying to see in whose favor um, this argument is, we explored how we build our mind consciousness and that it's through the five senses that we have. Human beings have five data inputs 
into the human system. And that's through the five senses. That's how we build mind consciousness. Now, what about spiritual consciousness? What about spiritual consciousness? Because this is the other, this is the other half of the, of, of mind, of, of consciousness is both mind consciousness and spiritual consciousness. So what about spiritual consciousness? Now, a lot of people dismiss spiritual consciousness because the moment you introduce spiritual consciousness, you have to introduce the God factor. So as we venture into the other half of consciousness, being spiritual consciousness, I've laid some ground rules for us, for this argument, for us to explore whatever you want to look at it. If you want to look at this as a theoretical argument, let's still lay some ground rules for the argument. One, these are going to be the four guiding principles for our discussion of spiritual consciousness. Number one is God is a spirit being. Number two is God created man. Number three is man is a spirit being because God created man. And man is a spirit with a soul living in a physical body. And then number four is the Holy Bible will be our textbook for all things spiritual consciousness. Now, before we really get into the nuts and cranny and go diving around through several rabbit holes of spiritual consciousness. I want us to slowly, it's almost like I, this, this episode is like a starter before we get to the main course. This is like a starter meal. So feel at home, get comfortable, take a small plate, and let's start the discussion of spiritual consciousness. I want you to explore some of these intriguing thoughts. So this is kind of going to be like a bridge. I'm trying to create a bridge from mind consciousness into the bridge between mind consciousness and spiritual consciousness. The reason artificial intelligence can never be fully conscious is that it's built on data inputs and thoughts that are a subset of man's thoughts. So just like man doesn't know all things, you see, human beings, mankind, mankind doesn't know all things. And that's why man can never be God. Human beings can never be God because we do not know all things. One of the principles that it's one of the divine abilities, divine attributes that make God God is that he is all knowing and that's what makes him God. So an engineered artificial intelligence system to fully be conscious already when you, when you look at it from this perspective, it already challenges that probability because it's feeding on human experiences, on human thoughts. On human patterns. So let's look at now this relationship of consciousness between God and man or God and mankind. 
So the same way we're building artificial intelligence based on our human experience, on human data points, on human thoughts, on human activity, on human experiences, the same way that's how we are building artificial intelligence systems, in essence, we are passing on our consciousness to artificial intelligence systems. By us building them using our own data sets, our own lifestyle, our own thoughts, our own imagination and creativity and our life experiences, we are inadvertently, we are directly or indirectly, however you want to look at it, passing on our consciousness into these computers. And that's why God can essentially also pass down consciousness into human beings. Because what we know comes down from him. So God passes down consciousness to his creation. God passed down consciousness to human beings. It's the same way human beings are passing down consciousness to computers and artificial intelligence systems. So we, we are basically conscious up to the degree or number of thoughts or awareness that God has passed down to us. Think about that. Now, of course, when you some 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 might argue and say that when it comes to machine learning, that you can take uh, a data set and a computer can learn from that and be able to figure out patterns and whatever on its own, come up with its own. Basically, the outputs, some of the outputs are going to basically be a product of the inputs that you're giving it. But if you look at the big picture, our we, we as human beings, we are basically conscious up to the degree or the number of thoughts or awareness that God passed down to us. So this leaves me to then argue that artificial intelligence will only be as conscious to the degree that we human beings pass down our thoughts to it. And which is basically true because if we never pass down, if we never teach computers how to smell, how to touch, how to feel our emotions, they will never be able to to have the full spectrum of our consciousness. It's what I'm, it's, it's what I want you to understand. If we can never get computers to feel our emotions, emotions of love, emotions of pain, emotions of disappointment, smell, taste, touch. That already means that they will never have the full spectrum of consciousness. They, they, they just won't have, an, a, 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 as their consciousness, the spectrum of consciousness will never just, will never be as, We'll never have all the variables of human consciousness because there's certain things that we won't be able to pass down into them. Just with that alone, since that's not possible for now, and I don't see how it becomes possible. Since that's not possible, then already computers will never be 
or artificial intelligence system, artificial general intelligence, AGI, will never be fully sentient. It, it just won't be. The same way, when you look at this argument from the, 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 the interaction of the, the relativity of consciousness between God and man, um, man can never really man can never formulate new thoughts that God doesn't already know. Man's thoughts and creativity will always be a subset of what God already knows. Because one of the things that makes God God is that He is all-knowing. So artificial intelligence will never really formulate new thoughts. All artificial, artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence systems, uh, their capabilities always, when it comes to this realm of, of, of thinking, it will always be a subset of our thoughts. It will always be a subset within our thoughts and creativity and imagination. If, if I'm looking, I want you to look at from a perspective of thoughts because that will probably be easier for you to kind of imagine because human beings whatever they can think about whatever they can formulate whatever path they can take whatever variable whatever probability they can take already exists in the realm of all knowing of all possibilities meaning god he is all knowing that's one of the things that makes god god That's called being omniscient, knows everything, all-knowing. Again, this is just a segue into spiritual consciousness. So we're still on this bridge between, between mind consciousness and spiritual consciousness. So in the case of human beings, when we perceive those emotions, when we perceive something, those emotions are communicated through a neural network and charges are transmitted. But artificial intelligence can never have full perception because full perception means having the full range or the full scope of the five sense inputs that human beings have. We've already established this. Spiritual consciousness. I'm getting somewhere. This is a bridge we're building. Let's introduce something else. Let's look at something else. When man was first created, God only gave him access to the good side of things, to the, to the knowledge of good. Because in fact, Let's, let's rewind that. When man was first created, he was fully, he was fully in, he was fully operating on spiritual consciousness because it was until that he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that his mind consciousness was awakened. Man didn't have knowledge of what was good and evil. He hadn't yet, that part of his being hadn't yet been activated. 
So his awareness, his consciousness at that point was actually only spiritual consciousness. So with the Bible as our textbook, this is the story. This is exact. This is what happened. So Satan deceives Eve and tells him, tells them, if you eat of this fruit, you'll become like God. You will become like God. Now, the fruit that they ate from is called the tree of knowledge of both good and evil. So, now, th then he begs to defy. I mean, then he, he begs to ask. The main variable of consciousness then It's, it's, it's a very interesting question. Uh, there's, there's so many ways that you can go with this. So uh, I just want you to be patient with me here. They, there's a, uh, I'm trying to build a bridge here and, and I want to, I want to, I, I don't want to, I don't want us to kind of go, um, I don't want us to go, uh, what, what, you know, I, like right now we're still, uh, wide, wide angle. I don't want us to go narrow angle so far. I don't want us to go uh, microscopic too, too soon here. I'm, I'm still putting different um, pr principles or thoughts on the table as we explore this whole subject of spiritual consciousness. So God creates man Man is fully operating in spiritual consciousness. He's, he's, he's basically, his spirit is in sync with God. Now, it's until man eats of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that his mind consciousness is activated. Knowledge of good and evil. Now, I don't think mankind, I don't think at that point, Adam, Adam didn't know everything good that existed because he hadn't experienced everything. His mind consciousness wasn't yet fully matured because he hadn't lived long enough to have gone through the whole data set of knowledge of good and evil that existed. He hadn't lived long enough. Now, this, of course, is another interesting variable uh, attribute. The other thing that separates God and man is the timeline of existence. Is the timeline of existence. One of the attributes that make God God is that say it says He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So this is just one of the things that make God be God. God is not just the source of all knowledge, but him being Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, starts with him and ends with him. Of course, that makes him God. And, and, and those are some of the things that separate God the Spirit with man the Spirit. But stick with me here. So our mind, our mankind consciousness. So the argument being that on the timeline of just existence, God has existed longer than mankind. So one's data set of consciousness is bigger than the other. Likewise, our mankind, our, our mankind, even if you just, our mankind, human consciousness has existed for so much longer 
than the artificial intelligent consciousness that's being developed that already that creates a separation. You can never make up for the difference in existence. You, you just can't. The same way our consciousness is dependent on God's consciousness is the same way artificial intelligence consciousness it applies. The principles apply when you look at the relationship between God who created man and man who is creating artificial intelligence systems. There's a timeline of existence. God is the he's eternal, everlasting, Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end starts with him and ends with him. So really our timeline of existence and how much our mind consciousness has been you know, for people who buy into evolution, um, this I would then I would use this evolution, so to say, and say, you know, our mind consciousness has evolved for so much longer than artificial intelligence, my uh, mind consciousness. Because human beings have existed for much longer time than robots, than this artificial intelligence capabilities that human beings are creating. Now, let's also look at another angle. This is also interesting. The reason as to why Satan, who was called Lucifer before he became Satan, and yes, he was created by God. The reasons why Satan's coup, attempted coup in heaven, didn't work out was basically on this advantage that God the Creator had over him. Again, it was the one being omniscient, knows everything, all-knowing, um, all-powerful, omnipresent, everywhere, but also everlasting, eternal, alpha and omega. But let's look at this argument. Let, I mean, let's look at this point of view of, uh, we're, we're talking about existence Timeline of existence, we're also talking about um, the aspect of all-knowing and saying the created, the consciousness, awareness, capability of the created will always be a subset of the creator. Human beings' consciousness always be a subset of God's consciousness. Artificial intelligence consciousness will always be a subset of human beings' consciousness. So Satan didn't know that... What he didn't know was that God knows the end from the beginning. And if you do, you, you are inevitably always going to put checks and balances in place for worst-case scenario. When you're passing down consciousness, you are going to put checks and balances for worst-case scenarios. So he comes and tells Adam and Eve, well, it was Eve, he says, if you eat of this tree, you are going to become like God. If you eat of the tree of knowledge and evil, I mean, if you eat of the tree of knowledge of, of, of knowledge of good and evil. So Satan probably thought that since God had created mankind in his own image, as Genesis tells us, in his own image and likeness, 
Satan probably assumed that God had given human beings the full range of knowledge. But what Satan also didn't realize is that it takes more than having just the knowledge of good and evil to become as God. These other attributes that are involved here. Now, let's introduce another case. Let's introduce another scenario. Let's say you have a car driving on a road. Call that car advancing as free will. The car can go anywhere on this road network. It can make all the twists and turns it wants. And if you were designing this system, you just need one variable of a check and balance. So now I'm introducing this aspect called free will. But the best way I want to explain this and talk about why there's always going to be inequality between the creator and the created is because the creator has the ability to put in place checks and balances for worst case scenarios. So we're talking about this car that is driving on a road. Now this car that is driving Picture this as free will. Your free will as a human being. Now, this car can go anywhere, back and forth as many times as it wants. On this, on this road network that you have created for this car to move around. Now, if, you, if you're designing this system, you can put a lockout system that if the speed of this car ever exceeds a certain limit, deny access to entering a certain road. Hmm. Let me explain. So you are designing a system. I mean, you have designed this system. You've designed this car it can go anywhere on this road network. Look at the road network as this car can go on all the roads in this world, right? But you would need just one check and balance. So you can design, you, you can put a lockout system that if the speed of the car ever exceeds a certain limit, deny access to entering a certain road. Okay? Now, but you see, also, this driver can drive through this whole world road network and do everything they want to do without ever knowing that the upper bound of their access uh, they can drive this car anywhere and everywhere, whatever speed they want, without ever knowing what the upper bound of their access is. Because maybe it's going to take them one million years to ever even develop the capacity of an engine that can reach that upper bound. that for this driver, for this car, to once upon a time reach the upper bound of speed, 
that were denied access into into driving on a certain road network or into entering into a certain geographical region that based on the resources that are present and the knowledge that they have that it's it's easily going to take them 1 million years to even get to developing a capacity of an engine that can reach that upper bound limit. So scientists and astronomers are being confounded because they can see that the universe is still expanding. The universe is still expanding. So we're talking about we're talking about this car scenario. Now let's think about let's let's look at it, let's look at this let's look at this scenario. Let's let's finish this scenario of if let's say this car is able to let's say a million years an engine has been developed that can crack the upper bound speed limit meaning that it reaches the this upper bound speed limit and it's able to crack and for some reason because it's reached the upper bound speed limit, it didn't even it it, can, it couldn't be restricted by the speed get. In that, as it reached this upper bound limit, it leaped over the gate, and now is on the other side of this barricade, this check in balance that you had put in place to stop it from entering into maybe this other world. Of course, all you would have to do is you, 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 you the only thing you would have to do to stop this car from saying that even if from stopping this car at its former upper bound speed limit from crossing the next speed get and even being able to leap over the speed get is you could construct the next speed get or the barrier or the barricade, the, 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 the resistance of this barricade based on even height could be a factor of the previous speed upper bound limit and height of previous get that this car leaped over in the first dimension. So in the system of checks and balances, all you would need to do is that if the upper bound speed limit is reached, then the next get height, since you factor in and say, okay, this car could leap over the gate. So the next get that you construct, the next barricade would just have to be a factor of the previous upper bound speed limit and it doesn't even need doesn't even need to be to the order of magnitude it can just be the next get the 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 the, the next uh barricade height or the next speed get height and the previous speed upper bound limit to the power of two times that times the get height to the order of magnitude. So you so 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 you take what was the upper bound speed limit of that car that could potentially be reached, right? You use that as a factor. times the get height that it leaped over to a power of two. 
you don't even need to apply any order of magnitude. So you can see how easily you can reach infinite possibilities. Because if you if you were to start applying orders of magnitude, at a certain point, you run out of math if you're going to do that over and over again. So the limitation, the, the, the point being here is that the limitation between consciousness then comes down to who runs out of math? Who runs out of Basically, it's who controls the subset. I mean, who controls the, 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 the parent set? And it's very, right now as it stands, it's, 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 it's definitely the case that if you are to start including orders of magnitude on, on the variables of possibilities within human consciousness that artificial intelligence runs out of math. Because you start to tap into infinite possibilities when you start to compound all the possibilities of the five senses for every different life scenario. A limitation comes down to who runs out of math. When it comes to God and human beings, human beings run out of math. They run out of capacity. God doesn't run out of capacity. The same thing applies when you now look at artificial intelligence systems and human beings is artificial intelligence systems will run out of math. They'll run out of capacity. Human beings won't. So let us also look at something that's very interesting here. Scientists and astronomers are now being confounded because they can see that this universe is still expanding. What they, what they don't understand is that this is happening because the knowledge variables that first existed are expanding. They just keep multiplying. Let me explain. So the Bible is our textbook. Let us look at this phrase from our textbook, the Holy Bible. This is from John 17, chapter three. I mean, from John chapter 17, verse three. It says, these words spake, spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify you. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Now, pay very close attention to verse number three. It says, and this is life eternal, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Another translation really gives us more understanding. This is, this is a verse number three from the Amplified Classic Version translation. It says, and this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive to recognize, to become acquainted with and understand you. Wow. And this is eternal life, to know, to perceive, to recognize, to become acquainted with and to understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. So Jesus talks about eternal life as being the ability to know, to perceive, 
to recognize, to become acquainted with and understand God. You see, eternity or what some scientists call infinite or infinity, eternity is, is an equation. Eternity is a product of knowledge. The equation of eternity, other things are factors, but, but, but the variable in the equation of eternity is knowledge, knowing. And that's why it's not, it's not surprising that, that Jesus is saying this is life eternal, that they might know you. They might know, perceive, recognize, become acquainted with and understand you. So eternal life, this thing called life eternal or eternal life is equal to knowledge. And you could even simplify this equation to life is equal to knowledge. Life is equal to knowledge. How true is this? Is this true or false? That our equation has come down to life is equal to knowledge. If life is equal to knowledge, then death is equal to what you do not know. It's true. Life is equal to knowledge, that means death is equal to what you do not know. The reason people are dying of cancer is because we do not know how to deal with the problem. So, in essence, death by cancer is equal to lack of knowledge of how to deal with cancer. That's what I'm saying. Life is equal to knowledge and death is equal to lack of knowledge. And in fact, the scripture explicitly says this in Hosea chapter four, verse six. It says, these are God's words. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. That you shall be no priest to me, seeing that you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. But... Let's focus on the first part. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Destruction is equal to lack of knowledge. Death is equal to lack of knowledge. Death by cancer is equal to lack of knowledge on how to deal with cancer. We're back in math class and doing functions. I love this. So the reason God becomes the definition of eternity is that he is all-knowing. All creation is birthed out of what God knows. And since the scripture says God's thoughts are infinite, it says they can't be numbered. It says they are endless. All creation is birthed out of what God knows. So since there's somewhere within God a database of infinite thoughts, thoughts that can't be numbered, let us Look at this 
And I just kind of want to use this as a resting stop. And then we'll dive into more of this in our next episode. Think of this. Think of train trucks. Why is it possible that the, that the universe keeps expanding? Why does the universe keep expanding? God is always in motion. So wherever his thoughts go or wherever his thoughts are released, think of it as a train track. A train can't go where there are no train tracks. Likewise, the universe can't go or expand wherever God hasn't released his thought tracks. So every time God releases his imagination or thoughts from his infinite database, inevitably matter has to flow there. So the universe has to expand to that dimension. And it happens so fast because it's a three-dimension matrix of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We'll leave it at that. See you in the next episode. This was episode 9 of Human Intelligence versus Artificial Intelligence. And we are addressing the elephant in the room. Will artificial intelligence ever equal or surpass human intelligence? Up to this point, our primary focus has been on mind consciousness. In the next episode, we'll continue laying the ground for the other half of consciousness, that is, spiritual consciousness. Your host for today was Calvin Kavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Your hand to shake my being To come chisel out my me